Welcome back to The Digital Dive, a conversation about technology. My name is Jacqueline and I'm one of your hosts. And actually guys, this week I'm your only host because Darsh is in Colombia, living it up. It looks like an incredible trip. He's actually getting back tomorrow, so I cannot wait to talk to him about it and find out all the details. I've been keeping up on his Instagram. You may have also seen it on there. It looks like a really fun time and he deserves it because he's been really working very hard. So I'm stoked. And that means that you and I have some one-on-one time this week, which I'm also excited about, although I always miss Darsh when he's not here. And because W WDC is coming up next week and I actually just got an email invite to it. I thought that this week's episode, we would spend some time breaking down what we can expect on the software and hardware end because there are a lot of updates coming to iOS, to macOS, to iPadOS, and then potentially a new VR headset, which would enable a new operating system. And I feel like there are so many rumors online. There's so many people posting things without any evidence or details or relevance. And so I was kind of finding it annoying to parse through the information and figure out what is real and what's not, or what is most likely and what's not. And I think that you may be in a similar position. And since I truly believe that everyone listening to this podcast, one, has a very intense interest in technology, and then two, is kind of the communicator for people in your lives about technology, I think it's important that we're all informed because I definitely have been given people the WWDC rundown for weeks in my life. So that is the deal. 9to5Mac did an incredible article kind of breaking down all of their predictions. I think that they're a very reputable site. I've also read a lot of other articles and YouTube videos, etc. So that is this podcast episode, breaking it down. And I think that we should start with maybe the most exciting announcement that most people want to know about, which is the potential for a virtual reality headset. And anytime I see the words virtual reality, I think of two things immediately. The first thing I think of is John Prosser on our podcast saying that he loves virtual reality and has completely changed his life. He is watching movies with people in virtual reality. He's doing work calls in virtual reality and he loves it. And then I think about myself and the existential crises that I have thinking about virtual reality and my conversation with Snapdragon CMO, Don McGuire, and his takes on VR, and basically that virtual reality is escaping and that augmented reality is enhancing. And I think that that delineation is actually pretty strong. And I think maybe that's the reason why I'm like scared about VR. Like I am an optimist at heart. So I'm about to be very excited for you guys about this headset. And then we'll also talk about the potential cons. But I also just like in general, I watched like the social dilemma. And I also know that like there's a loneliness epidemic going on in society right now. It's at an all time high. They did a really interesting study that was actually really sad about the number of people that say that they have no close friends. And that number is just increasing rapidly. And I think that if we live in a virtual reality world, especially with AI and the potential for AI girlfriends and boyfriends and friends, like we could be going down a dangerous path that I don't want us to go down. So that is like my, ooh, Jacqueline, a little scared. And then I'm also excited because I do think that virtual reality can be incredible for a couple things. First one is high risk jobs, getting to be in an environment without having to risk your life. Like for example, pilot simulators for like the military, they don't actually have to go in that scenario to practice flying. So it makes the stakes lower or like doctors learning new surgery techniques or people that are unfortunately disabled and can't maybe travel to a location to see it. Virtual reality can kind of not enable it to the same extent that someone that could go to the location would feel, but give them a little bit of a glimpse of what it is like. And I feel like that is really special. So I'm sure there are also going to be many other virtual reality use cases as time goes on. I can't even think about all the possibilities in the same way that when the iPhone came out, we couldn't think about all the features that we use now. Like who would have thought about invisible ink in text message? Probably not me, but I think that it is an exciting time with those caveats. And I really hope that as technology keeps advancing, because I think it's inevitable that AI is going to become a bigger part of our lives. VR probably as well, to a certain extent, we're just mindful of like the risk rewards and using the technology to get the benefits before we start getting the dopamine overload and the cons. With that said, the head 
headset that is rumored is called Reality Pro and the software would be XROS and it's supposed to be a premium priced headset at around $3,000 with a three display configuration, two 4K micro LED panels and potentially an also more affordable headset coming down the line as well, but that wouldn't be until like 2025. So 9to5Mac is really pushing it out there for us on the potential. And XROS supposedly stands for extended reality. There would be FaceTime, content consumption, gaming, the ability to build virtual worlds and rooms, etc. And I think that eventually we can also see AR from Apple. I think that that is one of the main reasons why they're testing the LiDAR sensor so heavily, but I think they're starting with VR because it's a little bit easier, I think, to create a VR project than AR glasses because AR glasses have to be incredibly thin, unique, really good displays. We saw it with Google Glass, which was so ahead of its time, but it's not there yet. So I think they're going to try with VR, see what the market adoption is like, and then I think they'll eventually introduce AR as well. Another thing on that note with just VR in general is that we already kind of saw this with the Meta Quest headset and a lot of people really liked it actually surprisingly. So I think when Apple does something, they're not the first, but they are normally one of the best. So it will be really interesting to see how they improve on what the MetaQuest is. And also, since it's Apple, the market adoption rate for a product that they do is just higher than a lot of other companies. Like, for example, I strongly believe that if they came out with a foldable phone, and let me know if you think this as well on Twitter, if you want a digital dive pod, or if you want to review the show and then put it in the show notes on Spotify or Apple Podcast, you would be our hero. I strongly believe that like if Apple came out with a foldable and it had the same design flaws that like the Google foldable has or the Samsung foldable has, the market adoption rate would still be higher, I think, because I think that when Apple creates a product, there's just more intrigue around it in general in the US for like the general mass market. So that is the Reality Pro stuff. Likely to see it potentially according to a lot of people that are like pretty reputable leakers. So we'll definitely see if we do see it, I will 100% be getting it to try on the YouTube channel. Another product that I probably won't be getting, but maybe if you guys want to see a review, then I will have to pick it up is the 15 inch MacBook Air. So that is also rumored. It's going to be an additional screen size because right now the only option is a 13.6 inch MacBook Air. And this would be the first time that Apple's offering a bigger screen version for their most popular laptop, which is the Air laptop. And I think that the Air is a really interesting purchase because a lot of people don't need the Pro specifications. And right now it's kind of hard to justify getting the Air for the 13 inches if you want a bigger display. So 15 inches seems like a really good deal. Other than that, it just seems like it's going to be iterative. We're also expecting some new tvOS 17 changes in software. I really hope that they announce another show like the Ted Lasso equivalent. I don't know if we're going to see that, but Ted Lasso is ending this season. Also, guys, hot take. I don't know if you agree. Ted Lasso this season is not hitting in the same way that it hit season one. I don't know. The Nate redemption arc, spoiler alert, I guess I should say, is not not for me. Not that I like fully believe in forgiveness, etc. The way Nate went about everything in the whole story is like giving me the ick, and I feel like he's not he hasn't sincerely apologized or made amends with the people that he's really been not great to. So yeah. And even from the first episode in season one, he already was kind of on a power trip from the get-go and I don't know how that is going to change. So I feel like we need to see him change more before he gets the forgiveness of the cast. And it doesn't seem like that is likely. So I don't know. Ted Lasso season three is not hitting in the same way season one. It's still one of my favorite shows, but I don't like it as much in my humble opinion. I still think that everyone that works on it is brilliant. Watch OS 10 also expected to have a major update with an all new user interface. Changes are going to be a lot focused on like widget support and having widgets be like a central part of the experience. So that can be like stacks like we see on the iPhone and iPad. And then it can also be for things like 
the weather app, calendar appointments, and more. And it will basically, according to 9to5Mac, be available as an overlay for any watch face, which is an interesting move. I think it makes a lot of sense because you have the digital crown as an easy, accessible way to scroll through content. So it would make sense to incorporate more, I think, scrolling content, especially in the Apple Watch Ultra, which is a little bit of a bigger display. I also wonder if we're going to see Apple Watch Ultra updates on the software side of like more health and fitness tracking features because we're coming up on like seven months of that product being out and that product has gotten so much love on social media and YouTube and all the platforms. Even in my real life, I get asked about it all of the time. So that normally is a pretty good sign about consumers liking it a lot. I think solo hosting is a challenge because I want to make sure that you're just getting relentless value and content, but it also should feel like a conversation and us hanging out. Like a core value for me, like the comment, one of the comments that makes my day the most is when someone texts me like, oh, like this made my day feel better. Like I felt happier or comforted or just better after watching it in addition or listening to it in addition to like learning something new and hopefully feeling a little bit smarter. So hopefully, hopefully I'm completing that mission today. In terms of the last topic, which is iOS 17, we're reportedly going to see a new smart display mode, which will reportedly include a new horizontal interface for the always on display. And it can show things like calendar appointments, weather forecasts, notifications, new health app features as well. I actually love the health app and it looks like they're going to be adding in more mental health features. So like mood and emotion tracking. And so you can kind of see how like your mood has changed over time. And then there will also be other ways to track your contact and glasses prescription information, which is like a small feature, but I wear glasses, so many of us do. So kind of nice to have it. I think the coolest thing will be this reported all new journaling app, which will use the Find My app to create a smart journaling location-based interface. A little bit, it gives me the ick that like all of our tech can track exactly where we are. Obviously you can turn it off. So I think some people are gonna be very like, oh, love this. And then other people are gonna be like, I do not want anyone having my location and especially journal photos, feelings attached to different locations. So also a mixed bag on that. I'm interested and curious to hear if you think that is a cool feature or if it is not it for you. Time will tell because we're officially a week out now. So we're getting really, really close. I wanna just wrap up the podcast by doing the section called Stuff We Like This Week. And the first thing that I wanna talk about is a quote that I love. You glow differently when there are good people around you, amazing people around you and like amazing things in your life. And I think that it is so true and such an intangible and one of the reasons why I think a lot about VR in like the, oh, let's make sure it's only good type of way. Because I think that when you have supportive family and friends and people around you and like you have like ambition and goal that you're working towards and things are going well like you just I think there's just like a level of peace it allows you to show up in your life in so much more of a loving way and I think that ugh, it would make me it makes me sad that everyone doesn't have that in their life like I hope that everyone eventually feels what it feels like to have that level of love and compassion from their closest people and family in their life and friends and that they also feel like fulfilled like I I, I genuinely hope that for all of you listening to this and like the dream and the purpose and all of the things so that's a quote that I really really like and resonate with the Eras tour by Taylor Swift is giving me genuinely all the serotonin she came up with a new album it's incredible or not a new album but three new songs on the existing midnight's album it's called like the dawn version of it you're losing me is a heartbreaking song that has so many connections to other songs that she's written in her, her discography like daylight and paper rings you're kind of seeing like this relationship breakdown and the parallel of it of like oh like now all i see is light and then her being like i'm sitting in the dark i would marry you with paper rings and then i wouldn't marry me either oh it is devastating she's incredibly talented lyricist and it's crazy that she can make us feel exactly what she's feeling just through a three-minute song and then i'm just incredibly impressed with her on like a 
performing in the pouring rain, just like incredible person, a musician and artist. So excellence and greatness encapsulated in a lot of different ways. And it is inspiring to me to try to be excellent in my work in all areas of life. And I hope it's inspiring to you too. I am running on genuinely no sleep. This last week has kind of been a little rough for me, if I'm honest. So I hope this episode has been good. Let me know on Twitter. Any and all feedback is appreciated. We'll be back next Monday at 7 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Eastern for another podcast. I can't wait to see you then, hopefully. I hope you enjoyed this one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, if you have topic ideas, like, oh, I need Jacqueline and Darsh to cover this thing, please let us know either in my Discord or on Twitter or in the reviews, and we'll try to make it happen. Hope you have a casual, magic-filled day. I appreciate and adore you, and I'll see you next week. Bye.